This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, so back at the Marriott Center here in Provo, Utah, where BYU defeats Pacific by a score of 73-51. to BYU dominant after halftime, outscoring the Tigers 38-20 after the break, taking a four-point lead and turning it into a 22-point victory. BYU gets five players in double figures tonight, led by Alex Barcelo's 15. Fusene Traore with 12 to go along with 11 rebounds. Second career double-double for Fus. 11 points apiece for Seneca Knight and Tijon Lucas. 10 for Trevendell. Additional scores for BYU. 8 for George. 4 for Johnson. 2 for Lohner. Getting into 73. Pacific's 51 come courtesy of 12 from Luke Avdolovich, but he had only 2 points after halftime. 10 for Crockrell. 9 for Anderson. 6 for Brown. 5 for Bell, 4 for Bailey, 3 for Wilson Rouse, 2 for Byers, getting it to 51. BYU outshoots the Tigers 49% to 31%. From the arc, BYU outshoots the Tigers 48 to 28%. Free throw line, Tigers had the advantage at least by percentage 6 for 8, 75%. BYU 11 for 16, 69%. So twice as many free throw tries for the Cougars than the Tigers. Rebounds big in BYU's favor 44 to 27, 8 to 7 on the offensive glass. BYU had as many assists as turnovers 17 assists and 17 giveaways. Pacific had more turnovers than assists, 8 helpers and 10 giveaways. Points off of turnovers, Tigers plus 4, 15 to 11. Points in the paint even at 22 all. Second chance, BYU plus 3 at 10 to 7. So the Cougs take the one offensive rebound edge and turn it into three additional second chance points in terms of a margin, that is. Fast break, BYU plus 2, 13 to 11. Bench points, BYU plus 6 at 23 to 17. We had six lead changes. We had seven ties. BYU led for 35-39 of the 40 minutes. Tigers led for 54 seconds on the night. Long, uh, the large lead for BYU was 22. The final margin. Large lead for Pacific was a modest two points with 8.48 to go in the first half. BYU's long scoring run eight points. The Tigers' long scoring run was seven. Leading rebounder in the game was Fuseni with 11. Leading assist maker on the night was Alex Barcelo with four tonight. BYU 73 and Pacific 51 is your final score. Time now for our new skin data discovery of the evening. It is brought to you by New Skin, your innovative beauty and wellness company that helps you look, feel, and live better. Mark, you've looked through the box score. What do you find for your New Skin data discovery tonight? Well, that second half was a great performance from BYU, particularly on the defensive end. Only 29% shooting for Pacific, 10% on one for 10 from the three-point line, just one for three from the free throw line. What a great they really stepped up in that second half after kind of a mediocre first half defensively, especially guarding the three. He got it done. You know, you just kind of look at, you just kind of say casually that Pacific had 51 points. That's hard to do to keep a team to 51 points. That, that was really an impressive job defensively, especially in the second half. There it is, your new skin data discovery. And our final score again is BYU 73, Pacific 51. Coming up next, Cougar Post Game Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Then back to courtside for player and coach conversations as we continue on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires, 
the team you trust. Also by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust. The Cougars getting the victory, beginning conference playoff on the right note, 73 51, the final score, BYU over Pacific. The Cougars' record improves to 13-3 and overall, 1-0 and in West Coast Conference play. And conference play continuing over the weekend. Big game at the Marriott Center coming up on Saturday. St. Mary's coming to town. The Cougars and the Gales on Saturday night. Can't wait for that one. The other good news for you Cougar fans is since BYU won, you win as well with Papa John's Pizza. All you have to do is use the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50 at PapaJohns.com tomorrow, and you're going to receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location tomorrow only. All right, let's update uh, some other action going on uh, tonight. Uh, I mentioned this one uh, throughout the entire evening. BYU women's basketball on the road at San Francisco. The final score makes it sound like uh, this was a little bit closer than what it was. BYU absolutely dominated the Dons on the road tonight. Cougars get the win, 76-64 on the hilltop, leading the way for BYU tonight was Paisley Harding with 19 points. She also had four rebounds and four assists, but how about another double-double for Lauren Gustin? 16 points, not just the 16 points, but 16 points on eight of nine shooting. She also had 14 rebounds, so another double-double, and that's pretty much what she does just about every game. Uh, fantastic outing for her, nine points apiece for Maria Albiero and Shaylee Gonzalez. So congratulations to Jeff Judkins and BYU Women's Basketball getting the win on the road at San Francisco. BYU Men's Volleyball beginning their season tonight on the road at Penn State. Unfortunately for the Cougars, they lose in straight sets. Penn State wins 25-14 in set number one, 25-18 in set number two, and 25-19 in set number three. Elsewhere in the state of Utah tonight, this one has gotten close at the Huntsman Center. Utah hosting the Washington Huskies under eight minutes to go in the second half. Utah has a one-point lead at 55-54. to Top 25 action, only one game going on, and it is nearing its conclusion. It looks like number 23, Wisconsin, will hold on for the victory over Iowa. Just uh, under 30 seconds, 29 seconds to be exact in this one. It is 87-75 in favor of the Badgers. So with the win, Wisconsin uh, should move to a 12-2 overall, 3-1 in the Big Ten. Everything else in the top 25 uh, is a final that has at least tipped because there is one game that has yet to tip. Should be tipping off in just a few minutes, USC and Cal. Uh, earlier tonight, it was fifth-ranked UCLA defeating Long Beach State 96-78. And Indiana upsets 13th-ranked Ohio State by 16 points. Indiana gets the win, 67 251. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll check in on the pros tonight. We'll see what happened in the NBA. No jazz games tonight. In fact, you may see there's not going to be a game tomorrow either because they're only going to have a handful of players. Most everybody's not going to play on the road at Toronto. But we will update you on the night in the NBA, including a fantastic finish at Madison Square Garden. BYU gets the win tonight, beginning conference play 1-0. They take down Pacific 73-51 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust, and the team to trust tonight was the BYU Cougars. They get the win over Pacific 73-51. Before we move on to the NBA tonight, uh, BYU and Pacific, the only West Coast Conference matchup tonight. There was another game scheduled, but it was postponed. Uh, There was one other team in the WCC that played today, and that was San Francisco. They decided to play a one-off against Loyola Chicago at uh, Salt Lake Community College today. They came to the state of Utah to be able to play their game. That was earlier this afternoon. Loyola Chicago gets the win over the Don, 79-74. to All right, to the NBA, and I referenced this going into the break. The Jazz on the road at Toronto. It is game three of their five-game road trip. Uh, they are going to be extremely shorthanded. We already knew Joe Ingles was out with uh, COVID protocols. Found out today Rudy Gobert tested positive, so he's now in the these uh, protocols for the NBA, so they're not going to have either one of those guys. Plus, they also announced that Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and Bojan Bogdanovic aren't even going to make the trip. They're going to go ahead and meet the team in Indiana. A lot of that has to do with the uh, re- the restrictions in Canada uh, to be able to get in and out. Uh, they don't want to be caught up there if one of them were to get uh, COVID because I think you have to stay for an extended period of time before you can leave. So they're not even going to send them up there. Uh, so this is going to be a skeleton crew of jazz players tomorrow as they take on the Toronto Raptors. But for games going on right now, there's only one. It has reached halftime in Phoenix. Phoenix Suns taking on the Clippers. Right now it's all Suns. 56-40 is the score. Before we move on, though, let's quickly pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. Wrapping up uh, with NBA scores, the Pelicans taking down the Warriors tonight, 101-96. to No, Steph Curry did not play in that one. Pelicans get the win. Grizzlies at home over the Pistons, big, 118-88. to And the game of the night in New York, Boston and New York down the stretch, really close. The Knicks had a three-point lead. The Celtics tied it up at 105, and then with 1.5 seconds to go on an inbound pass to R.J. Barrett, he heaves it up, he banks it in for the game winner, and the Knicks take down Boston 108 to 105. That is a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, we'll get you back over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Greg and Mark will be talking with Seneca Knight. Your final from Provo, Cougars getting the win 73-51 over Pacific, and you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. At Smith's, fresh groceries are our thing. Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Barcelo, angle left. Barcelo, elbow jumper. Got it! The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Now let's head back to the Bill Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Seneca Knights will be our guest on the Cougar Locker Room Show, which is brought to you in part by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment. Brady Industries, honestly, better. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. BYU 73, Pacific 51 is our final score. Mark, let's flash back to right before halftime. 
BYU found itself in a, uh, a very close ball game. In fact, uh, Pacific hung with BYU the entire first half. And in the closing seconds of the first half, BYU found itself uh, either tied or... Down. Down down, down. Was it down? Yeah, they were down 31-30. to 30. That's right, down 31-30. to 30. And trailing by one in the closing seconds, BYU had the rare situation in which it scored five points in the final five seconds. <laughs> well... Early in the season, they had trouble at the end of the half scoring, and lately it's been just the boom time as Alex comes off a high screen, gets an open look from three, hits it, but it's a little early, five seconds left, and you know that Pacific's going to try to go down quickly to get to the other end of the floor and try and get a shot up, and obviously Spencer Johnson knew that was as well. He's kind of hiding behind the, uh, I think it was Crockroll, uh, 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 was trying to get it and go the opposite direction, so he... He didn't know that Spence was right behind him. Spencer just kind of snuck around and knocked it away and able to score it. So you go from possibly being down one at halftime, a lot of enthusiasm for Pacific at, the, in the, at halftime, and, and, and instead he's up four, and they've got the momentum. Let's find out what Seneca Knight felt about that uh, turn of uh, fortune at the end of the first half as Seneca pops on the headset and joins us here on the Cougar Locker Room Show, part of BYU's 22-point win. Seneca, we just discussed before you popped on the headset how the first half ended did the first half actually have the uh, the way the first half ended actually have something to say about the outcome of tonight's game, especially the way it turned out? Uh, well, we just know it's conference play. So the end of the first half was great, and it gave us the momentum going to the second half, but we know we had to bring the second half still, so just get the job done. And indeed, the second half began really well. You ended up winning the second half by a large margin, outscored them by 18 after halftime. Now that you've settled in on this game a little bit, um, in terms of what Coach Pope and the staff wanted you to do in terms of game plan, how well do you think you executed it tonight as a team? Uh, I think we executed it very well as a team. Uh, the main focus is going out here to play hard. It's conference play now. This was the first game, and we know every game is going to be a battle. So, you know, we come in with the right mindset that we go into war, and then we just got to step on the court and handle business. Yeah, so Seneca, you expected to have already a game under your belt in conference play. This this is the first game in conference, a lot of postponements, and you had, what, uh, 10? 10, 11. 10, 11 days or 12 days in between? Uh, in between Division One games, it was yeah, 12, 12, 12 days. Yeah. 12 days. So how did the team kind of handle that? Where I know you had maybe had some time off. Was that good for the team and maybe getting better in certain areas? Uh, I think it was really good for a team, especially with some of the guys we've been sick. So it gave us a time to get healthy and – you know, just time to prepare and just mentally challenge ourselves to take on this next chapter of the new season. And that includes you, too, because you missed the Westminster game, right? Yes, sir. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm feeling better and better each day. Uh, Not 100%, but... I rode elevator with uh, Seneca, and he was, <laughs> I could tell, the bronchitis. That yeah. was, that's hard to deal with as a player, but it looks like you're feeling better. Yes, sir, I am. Yeah, good. Tonight was a night that Alex Barcelo passed 1,000 points as a BYU Cougar. Were you guys aware that that was something he was uh, ha- had in his future? Uh, I seen it earlier, and I seen that he was about eight points away or something was, like that. He was, yeah. So um, we talked about it on the bench. Me and him was sitting beside each other, and Bobby was telling us. And I told him, "Congratulations!" I was happy for him. In fact, he made he made he got to a thousand on the three pointer he hit right before halftime. It, it put mm-hmm. him past a thousand on that shot, and then of course Spencer stole that and converted it to give you guys a four point lead. So you're the only team to have played a league game right now, BYU Pacific. That was it. But it looks like, at least the hope is, that you get another one Saturday, and then you hopefully get into a bit of a, a routine and a rhythm, right? Yes, sir. So Pacific came in on a three-game losing skid. What kind of a game did they play tonight for a team that hasn't seen a lot of success lately? Uh, they played a hard physical game. They going out there, they trying to win, we trying to win. So we know it's going to be a battle. They know it's going to be a battle. And uh, they a good team, a talented team. Things just ain't go their way. But, yeah. You were able to keep 
Pacific to just one of ten threes in the second half, and they uh, made quite a few in the first half. Was that something that was focused on at halftime, and it seemed like overall defensively it was much better second half for you guys? Yes, sir. At halftime, that was something we focused in on uh, when Coach Pope came in to give his speech, and we went out there, and I feel like we did a pretty good job executing it. What was his speech like at halftime? Uh, inspirational, motivational. Uh, he didn't get on to us too much and, you know, just go out there and be better. We talented players and we know what we have to do. So just go out there and do it. Are, the, are there days where he has to get on you guys a little <laughs> bit at halftime? Uh, rarely. Sometimes, <laughs> but not, it's not too many. That's good that it's not too many. We'll come back with more from Seneca Knight as we continue. Seneca, one of five Cougs in double figures tonight. Seneca scores 11 as BYU defeats Pacific by 22, 73-51. More with Seneca Knight next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back courtside here at the Marriott Center. Cougar Locker Room Show brought to you by Visible Supply Chain Management. From freight to packaging to fulfillment to small parcel services, Visible is driven to reimagine the entire supply chain. Visible Supply Chain Management, a Maersk company. Learn more at visiblescm.com. Visiting with Seneca Knights, part of BYU's 73-51 conference opening win over the Pacific Tigers tonight. Seneca double-figure scoring for the fourth time this year. And there were five kooks in double figures tonight. Seneca, you were one of five. It really got spread around tonight. Everyone scoring between 10 and 15 points. That's really nice when you can look to balance like that. What did you like most um, about the way things were kind of spread around tonight? Uh, I say it helped us out a lot. It helps us tremendously knowing that we can move the ball and we got multiple scorers and multiple shot makers. And I feel like it'll give, you know, the next opponent more of a challenge and hard to scout to see who, you know, they scout him. 12 threes tonight for BYU, 12 for 25 from deep. Three three shooting can come and go a little bit, um, but we know this is a team full of good shooters. Uh, nights like tonight show just how dangerous this team can be from the arc. Yes, sir. It was a great night. Everybody was involved. we all been focusing very hard since we started the season off kind of struggling. So it's been something we all been, like, getting extra shots up after practice, you know, some people after the game and, you know, just locking down and, you know, everybody, we all have to step up. I feel like it was maybe the Creighton game where we talked one of the times post-game and that maybe maybe was one of the first games where you kind of saw that stroke kind of start to pay off for you from deep. And then since then, you've kind of been off and running a little bit. Yes, sir. Sir, just repetition, working hard every day. Fusini uh, had another nice game, a double-double for him, his second double-double. I'm just interested in your perspective, watching him develop, uh, what your assessment of his game and his progression is right now, Seneca. Uh, it's great being able to watch him develop. You know, he had to step up a lot and fast with our other two bigs going down, and he'd been rising to the occasion. I mean, Fus, me and Fus was one of the people who had to stay here when everybody else went home before um, the season started, mm. and we worked out a lot. And he's a hard worker, tremendous worker, and come in every day trying to get better. We all know that you spent the holidays in Hawaii because we were all there together. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any kind of holiday break, uh, get to be with family at all? How did that work out for you between Christmas and New Year's? Uh, so my family traveled out to Hawaii, so that was pretty nice. We, uh, that was my first time in Hawaii, my dad's first time in Hawaii, so we all got the experience of the family and be able to see the scenery and just enjoy the vibes. And then when you got back, you had the Westminster game, right? And mm-hmm. then it was after that game where Coach Pope told everyone to just take a couple of days off. Yep. I think he said like 48 hours, don't come to the facility, just get away from basketball. Is that, is that how it went down, and how did that work for you? Uh, yeah, he locked us out the gym and everything. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how it went down for some of my other teammates, but I know for me I was still going to the 
to the weight room at our apartment facility and get a lift in and still do my form shooting, laying down in my bed at night. And, you know, just trying to find other ways to get better when, you know, the coach kick you out the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but he really did that. He really did that. He, he, he felt that, that the team was maybe a little bit out of gas after Westminster. Do you kind of know where he was coming from with that? Yeah, I definitely understand where he was coming from. You know, we had one of the hardest uh, seasons this year. and Schedules. One of the hardest schedules this year. Yeah. So, you know, that break was kind of nice to be able to, you know, do your own thing, hang out with the people you love, or in some cases just be able to relax by yourself. And then now you're into now you're into the league wars. Something special about conference play. It, yes, it, intensity picks up a little bit. Nice to be one and zero, isn't it? Yes, sir. It feels great. All right, Seneca. Good talking with you as always. Congratulations to you and the guys. And we'll see you back here in a couple days. Uh, what do you know about playing St. Mary's? Uh, it's going to be a hard battle. I played against them before, and we know it's going to be tough. It's going to be physical. And, you know, just got to come in with the mindset and be ready to go to war. When you were at San Jose, right? Yes, sir. Because those are Bay Area teams, right? And they, so they try and t- find a, t- a chance to play each other. Yes, sir. All right, you know what it's all about. Seneca, thank you. Thank you. That's Seneca Knight. Mark Pope is coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. Also by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. You look to the top of the WCC standings tonight, and you will see one team, BYU, 1-0 in the conference wars as they defeat Pacific by a score of 73-51 tonight. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar postgame coach to show he is. The head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope. Coach Pope, congratulations to you and the guys on a conference opening win tonight. How fun that we got to be the only game in college basketball on Christmas Day, and then we get to be the, the first and only game played in the West Coast Conference, at least until Saturday. Come on, man. I know. Of the, I dig it, bro. Like, let's just – why not just be us headlined every night? <laughs> of the first 11 WCC games scheduled between last Thursday, Saturday, and this Thursday, one got played. BYU and Pacific, the Cougars and Tigers in a Thursday cat fight, and BYU comes out victorious. What did you like most about the way this one turned out tonight, Coach Pope? Well, I love the fans, man. I love the fact we had 14,000 here on a Thursday night. Uh, snowy winter Thursday night makes me super happy, and and um, I'm so grateful that we got to play the game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really grateful for our guys. Like, listen, this is conference, right? So um, it just is going to be like you're going to feel like you're banging your head against the wall and just deal with frustration and mistakes and whatever. But, but if you just keep going and keep going, then eventually, you know, you can, you can break through. And that's what these guys did today. First half, ton of frustration. Last three seconds of the first half were actually really terrific for us. And then the second half just kind of kept fighting and fighting and fighting and, and uh, eventually got where we wanted to go. I referenced the Cal game that they played a couple of times during tonight's game because that had kind of a similar – feel and a similar yeah. structure to it. Yeah, it did. Um, it was really interesting. Uh, you know, th- with five minutes left in the Cal game, it's a one-point game. And that's on the road at Cal, right? It's a, it's a, it's a solid team. And so hey, this is a good team. Uh, you know, I thought we did a better job protecting the three-point line in the first half. They had six in the first half and one in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we actually did a worse job protecting the ball in the second half. We had eight in the first half, and we had nine in the uh, uh, nine turnovers in the second half. So we need to fix that a little bit. But our, our assist trajectory was was way better in the second half, and the pace and the force we played with uh, just it makes all the difference for us. And 
That is going to be tested, as we all know, in the most colossal way on Saturday night, is how much force can we play with, how much physicality can we endure, and how much, how much like, energy can we expel on this court. Yeah, Coach, that second half was impressive on both ends. You look at the numbers, and I'd, I'd like to have you come to my house and give my kids a halftime talk because that was pretty impressive what you guys did after halftime. But what? how do you approach halftime in a game like this? Do you, you huddle with your coaches and say, these are things we need to touch on, and how do you decide when to be – kind of a furious coach and or inspirational or encouraging type coach i mean how, how does that work for you you know i had a i had a really growing experience for me actually we were playing actually usc last year i hate to bring it up and um, out of connecticut yeah and we we finished the half and i don't know what it was it was like 24 to 22 and we had so much frustration on the offensive end and so i like spent too much time talking about some of our frustration things we were not doing well on the offensive end when what I should have been talking about is we just held USC to 22 points in the first half and talking about how successful that was and kind of building on that that's that just that's that feeds my team's soul and so uh, the, our process for going to halftime is we'll go in halftime. We'll, we'll all take a minute. The guys talk. We get on the board in the coach's office, and we'll, we'll have our three keys, offense and defense, already on the board, and then we'll talk about all the adjustments we need to make, and then we'll talk about the messaging. And then we roll in and talk to the guys, and it's pretty simple. It's um, – you know, it's 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 way less. Um, to be honest with you, it's way less uh, objective. It's very subjective. It's just trying to feel our guys and kind of feel like how they're feeling. That's actually the most important thing. Is can you sense how your guys are feeling? Because once you know how your guys are feeling, then you can help them a little bit, right? So um, sometimes we have success, and sometimes we don't. In a 22-point game, how much importance do you place on the fact that you went from down one to up four in the space of about five seconds at the end of the half? Yeah, it was really important. Uh, uh, it, it just is it just you just love having like anything that can feel like a little breakthrough in the frustration is super important because it keeps you floating right it's kind of Nemo just keep swimming just keep <laughs> swimming just keep swimming right and so you have a little breakthrough for that and it, it buys you some time it buys you a feel in halftime it buys you a feel coming out hopefully you have a bunch of little moments like that where you're like okay we, we you know it helps you believe and all that is remarkably important uh, it just is it, just to keep hammering away the three-pointer that was part of that five-point flurry came from Alex Barcelo, and with that three, he went from 998 to 1,001 BYU points. He becomes the 52nd BYU player to get to the 1K plateau. This was his 75th game at BYU. Not coincidentally, it was your 75th game at BYU. You've done this together from day one. How important has Alex Barcelo been to what is attached to your name tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always about these players, and I'm telling you, we've talked about it a lot. You know, you think about what a gift it is as a coach and what a blessing and how humbling it is just to get to, to watch him grow into who he is becoming. Um, and it's, it's fits and starts, but the trajectory is just incredible. And then you think, you know, Alex had no idea that he was going to do 1,000. But I liked, you know, I teased him in the, in the post-game press conference just about how he was like, I'm getting to 1,000 before halftime, darn it. <laughs> and... Uh, and he's just a special young man. I mean, it's a listen. As fans, um, you're just you just it just is a blessing to be able to watch these young men. And and, and you know, to, there there's not that many players that have been as dominant as Alex Barcelo for as long as Alex Barcelo at a university that we actually get to know as well as we've got to know Alex Barcelo. And so, I mean, go figure. What an incredible ambassador he is, and how fun it's been. 
uh, for a school that wasn't where he began this journey either, which is amazing. I mean, you think about this three guys. So he comes off this ball screen, and their zone. <laughs> we think they're going zone to man, right? He's reading a curry on the baseline. He's reading a snap, and he's jumping up in the air knowing that they're double teaming and they're chasing behind and zoning up in front. He actually jumps up in the air and peeks over his shoulder in the air and readjusts and leans a little bit forward and bangs a three. That's actually super hard to do. I mean, I know it looks easy, but that's ridiculous. He's a, he is an unbelievable scorer. It's, it's easy for guys like Alex Barcelo and Mark Durant. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, like I told Greg, all I needed was two more years of eligibility to get to the 1,000, Mark. <laughs> I love it. We'll take a break. Mark Pope with us. We'll have one more segment with the coach coming up next on the Cougar Postgame Show, the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Stay with us. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center where just under 14,000 fans were in the stands for BYU's WCC opener. BYU wins its conference opener for the fifth time in its last six attempts. 73-51 Cougs over the Pacific Tigers. They'll do it again with Pacific at the end of this month in Stockton. BYU head coach Mark Pope is with us. Time for our economics partner's valuable stat of the game. Whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes, when your business needs a valuation, the right partner is economics partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. I like the fact that you referenced the 17 assists matching up with the 17 turnovers, a higher number than you'd like there, but the assist pace was really excellent. I'm going to go to maybe a number that's kind of buried in the box score a bit, the number three. That's the number of block shots Fusene Traore had uh, tonight. Ties his career high and continues to show that um, there's a lot more to six foot six inches than, than meets the eye on, uh, on, on, in the roster. Uh, he, he's a tremendous defensive force for you. Good on. I mean, he's so good. Today he was so ridiculous rebounding out of his area. I mean, every every rebound contested. He is. He is. It's it's really special. What's it's making kind of, What's making you laugh about? Well, it? I can just picture it in my mind. There's so many times when he's going up against two and three guys, and these, you know, Pacific is not the biggest team in the country, but they're the number 22nd ranked defensive percentage rebounding team in the country. Number 22. And they're long and athletic. They're not seven feet, but they're, they just have a lot of bodies thrown out there. They can go to the glass. And Foose is like winning all these one-on-three rebounding battles. And you're just like, it's all, I, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm kind of I'm getting mad at him when he doesn't. It's one-on-three down. There. I'm like, Foose, you got to win the rebound. And then I'm like, what is wrong with me? He's a rookie. And how, many, so, and how many reset buckets have you had this season oh, on, on Foose tapping or keeping a ball alive? Yeah, really. And I'm telling you, super special play for us. Uh, he, get, he, uh, he had his first field pressure hit the corner, like really challenging one today. It was unbelievable. Um, he, had a ca- he had to catch it. He had to pivot, pivot, triple teamed, had the presence of mind to see it and think it and then deliver a, a bullet pass for three. Like he's, he's starting to make um, – He's, he makes talented plays. He's starting to make really, really high IQ plays. Like intuitive and, plays. Yeah, yes, like where he's, he's, actually, he's actually starting to see the game uh, way more than he should be see, seeing the game 16 games into his rookie year. Dutch had some great balance tonight. Five guys in double figures, almost six. Got uh, Seneca, I think, or somebody had it. Gideon had eight. Uh, I'm curious how you kind of assess this team. This is first game of conference, going into conference play. You had – 
maybe a, a week to work on some things that you might not otherwise have had that chance. But what were some things you worked on, and how do you assess the team at this point of the year? Well, we worked on some new actions. We ran a third possession play. It was a turnover. It was an awful turnover <laughs> at the very beginning. So it tells you how good I am at kind of installs. Yeah, good job, Coach. Uh, so we <laughs> – we, uh, I was super proud of us in transition, even though we were at Civ, you know, in, in, the, in the first half, we're 0.4 points per possession in transition. And I'm like, we got to go. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm wrong on so many things. But in the second half, I was really proud about us getting to the baseline in transition. We're really trying to work on getting to the baseline in transition. Tijon had two specific possessions where I was really proud of him. Sand got to the baseline, picked up a foul. Like, there's this feel for us where we just need that thrust to be bigger. Actually, our... You know, minus tonight, I think our transition – I don't know what they were in the second half. I, I assume they picked up. But um, but our transition numbers have been good. We're just not getting enough possessions. And a lot of that is because not, we're not creating. Now, the complication of that is our transition from transition offense to something recognizable tonight stunk in the first half. Like I kept ending up with four men like standing in the corner, kind of getting the swing. And, and, and it was just like we didn't recognize ourselves at all. And so we got to get better there. But um, I don't even remember what the question is. I, I'm just lost in my own thoughts right <laughs> just here. Just kind of a general assessment of your guys. I mean, a, a lot of guys are really kind of picking up their game. Yeah. But going into conference play, you know, how do you feel about I think we that? know a little bit about who we are. I think we know that for us to be good, we have to be dominant on the glass. You know, we, 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 we out-rebounded uh, Pacific by 17 tonight. And this is a team, like I said, that, that is the number 22-ranked defensive percentage rebounding team in the country. So that is massively huge for us. We're a top 30 offensive team in the country in Ken, in, uh, in Ken Palm. Um, and we're a terrible offensive team in synergy because Ken Palm includes the offensive uh, rebound in the same possession. Mm-hmm. And that tells you how dominant that has been for us in terms of us being able to function offensively so I, I know that we can do that I know that we got two veteran guards that can kind of help us get out of sticky situ- situations I know that we can shoot the ball like we can really shoot the ball you know minus the first six or seven games like our numbers would be would be great because yeah. we're shooting ourselves right now um, I know that we have some depth I know that I have some guys on the bench that aren't playing a ton like Atiki's going to play a lot more uh, on Saturday night than he did and I know that he can't um, so we have a bunch of stuff going through us and I also think we have a clear direction of how we need to grow um, and how we can keep growing. How nice was it as we begin to wrap up with you here to have essentially a full and more or less healthy complement of guys that you needed to have in a rotation? Yeah, I mean, listen, Spencer Johnson is so important to this team, man. Like, we don't ever talk about him. He just goes on a uh, just goes on the court, and I don't. I just leave him out there because he just makes us better. <laughs> he actually had a he actually you know we only hit the roll twice really effectively tonight, and he had one of the he hit the rolls. He had an unbelievable pass to Caleb. That Caleb finished on the roll with his left hand. So you know he just and his defensive assignment is is usually uh, close to flawless. Uh, he's active on the offensive glass. He makes energy plays like he did right at the end of the, second, uh, the first half. And so having him back was important, and I thought Seneca tonight was terrific. Minus the turnovers, I thought Seneca was terrific tonight. <laughs> and he was our postgame guest tonight. Hey, congrats to getting to 75 games at and BYU. And I think, listen, Leanne Pope was incredible <laughs> tonight. I kid you not. Like, I, I'm t- she, listen, she's great every game, but she was fire tonight. Fire! She's, she's screaming, cut the mic! So she was really bringing it from behind the bench. No doubt! Okay. Well, 75 thing's still a thing. I'm, I'm still dropping it in there. 75, man, come on. It's incredible. Like, who is running this institution that they're going <laughs> to let me coach 75 games? They've lost their minds! 
75, and if you flip 75 around, you get 57. And it was your 57th win at BYU tonight. Mm. So there you go. 57 and 18. And uh, the home record is uh, phenomenal. You, this was your 35th home game, and you've, you're 32 and 3. You and the guys are 32 and 3 in your home yeah, games. Yeah, you guys know. It's, I mean, come on. We, we've been blessed to have great players. That's, that's where we're at. We have great players that are trying really hard to do this the right way and that are, you know, they, they, they're, you know, 18 to 20, so they only have two-thirds of a brain, but their two-thirds of a brain is functioning at an elite level. It's awesome. They're going to need all of those two-thirds and then some for Saturday Imagine night. Imagine if these guys had a full-size brain oh like Mark Durant. Oh, my gosh, mm. we would be incredible. Mm. The last thing from you then for tonight uh, is a preview of St. Mary's on Saturday night. You, you referenced already just yeah. how, how you have to play against them. Yeah, so um, <laughs> this is, you know, the great thing about St. Mary's is that you just end up banging your head against the wall for 40 minutes. You just walk into the game knowing you know it's going to be physical. We were watching uh, actually clips earlier this week of our game at St. Mary's, and like literally the whole staff is in the war room, and we are crying laughing because it's, has, it doesn't, there's no recognizable basketball being played. It's a freaking wrestling match. Like, it is like seven bodies all inside the restricted area, like just duking it out. And um, it makes it super fun, man. This has been an incredible rivalry. And, the, and the, it, you know, when I was here as an assistant, it was such a fun rivalry. And then, and then being here now for the last couple of years, it's been, it's been epic. So we're excited to have them in here. The joint's going to be rocking. It will be. Conference game number two, boys. Let's go. All right, Coach Pope, thank you. We'll see you Saturday. Thanks, gentlemen. That's coach. Mark Pope. We'll come back and hear from uh, Leonard Perry, head coach of the Tigers, after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back courtside here at the Marriott Center. BYU 73, Pacific 51 is our final score. The head coach of the Pacific Tigers is Leonard Perry. A short time ago, our intern Trevor Rich got with Coach Perry outside the Tigers locker room and got his thoughts on tonight's game, specifically about what happened after halftime. BYU led by four at the break, ended up winning by 22 by a score of 73 to 51. Well, we, we, had, we had the looks that we wanted to, ha- to get, and, and we didn't score. Um, I thought the looks were clean. I thought we executed our offense. We, we, we got the looks that, that we've rehearsed, and uh, we couldn't get it to go down. And, and I thought that was the difference. I mean, we, you know, we defended um, about as well as you could defend um, a team like this, an environment like this, um, where you're playing. It's a good, BYU is a good basketball team. The world coached. Um, I, I liked our, our kids' resolve. I thought we competed. Um, but when we, when we get these kind of looks offensively, we got to knock them down. You, you're not going to win very many games shooting 31%. And to be honest with you, I didn't have a problem with 98% of the, the looks that we got. I, I thought they were good looks. And, um, you know, we couldn't get one to go in. Same thing happened to us in the Cal game. Um, we're right there. Um, didn't like the way we ended the first half. Um, you know, we put ourselves you know, in a good position uh, heading into halftime. And I thought in the second half we competed. It scores 48-40. We're, we're right there. We get a technical. Um, but the kids battle back. Um, but once we got the game um, where we needed it, um, we, we did not score the basketball when we had opportunities. You play your first WCC league game tonight. What do you think about the overall competitiveness of the conference this season? Oh, this is, this is, 
bar none, this is this is one of the best conferences in America, uh, bar none. Uh, you can you can take our teams in this league, our, our upper half, and they they can play anywhere, anytime in the country um, and win. Um, so it's extremely well coached. Um, the teams in this league are outstanding. I think we should get four teams in. Um, I, I don't think there's a question about it. Um, proud to be a part of it. And, and uh, I, other than when I'm playing against these coaches, I root for them. What did you see from your team tonight that you can build upon going forward? You know, I, I saw I saw some resolve, some competitiveness um, that we were lacking uh, three weeks ago. Um, I, I felt like this team is really with me. Um, I think our best basketball is ahead of us. Um, and and I, I think we're getting better as, as poorly as we're shooting the ball offensively. We're still getting better. Defensively, we're executing. Um, we're limiting teams to, to, to one shot per possession. And it's keeping us in ball games. Um, now we just have to get um, our offensive uh, confidence at, at a level because we're executing. We're, we're running our sets and we're executing the way that, that, uh, that we draw it up. We just got to jump up and knock it down. What was it like coming into this gym tonight, and where do you rank the Marriott Center compared against the other venues in the WCC? Well, I've been coming here for 25 years. Um, I've, I've seen it at, at its peak. Um, it's close to it now. Um, it's a beautiful place to play. Uh, the, the support, not only here, but when BYU hits the road, is, is unmatched. Um, they, they travel as well as any team in the country. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to come in here and compete. Uh, it's, a, it's a great atmosphere and, and love coming here. Thank you, Coach. Good luck the rest of the season. Thank you, Trevor. All right, that is Leonard Perry, head coach of the Pacific Tigers. Thanks to Coach Perry and to our Trevor Rich for grabbing those post-game comments a short time ago. All right, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up for tonight and tell you that our next BYU basketball broadcast is coming your way two nights hence. It'll be a 7 o'clock pregame and an 8 o'clock mountain time tip for BYU and St. Mary's. It seems that every year within the first two or three games, BYU will always get either St. Mary's or Gonzaga. The league pits the two or two of the top teams early every year. And we start seeing some early separation often in this conference. We'll see how the Cougars respond on Saturday night with Randy Bennett's St. Mary's Gales coming in for an early big match in the WCC. That'll be uh, Saturday night, 8 o'clock Mountain Time tip. For tonight, our thanks to the crew back at BYU Radio, our studio host, Jason Shepard, our broadcast intern, Jacob Habel, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our engineer, Sean Fay, our control board operators, Andrew Hare and Corbin Radford. Our appreciation to intern Trevor Rich here courtside. And for my color commentary colleague, Mr. Mark Durant, I am Greg Rubel, thanking also BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Tyson Jacks, Coach Mark Pope for his pre- and post-game comments, Seneca Knight for joining us post-game. And again, appreciation goes out to Leonard Perry for spending a few moments with Trevor in that post-game interview that you just heard. So for all those folks, again, my name is Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning in to both the Cougar Post-Game Coaches Show, brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition, have a scoop today, and our entire night of BYU basketball. So in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. BYU basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. 
Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Borke, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.